Have you ever had a tough time writing in your personal journal? Imagine how difficult that task would have been for Nephi. First of all, he didn't have a computer with a fancy keyboard. He didn't even have a pencil with an eraser. He had to scratch his personal notes onto the surface of thin sheets of metal. And before he could start, he had to create the thin sheets of metal. And then, if that weren't difficult enough, he was commanded to make a second set of plates. This is Between the Lines of the Book of Mormon, and we're your hosts. I'm Jay Harris. And I'm Andrew Harris. And we look forward to being able to visit today about part of the Book of Mormon. Andrew, Nephi was commanded to not just make one set of plates, but he was commanded to make two sets of plates. Yeah. So why, why did he do that? Why? Well, I'm sure he wondered the same thing. Why would God instruct him to make two sets? And there was a good reason. To answer that, what happened to the two separate records? So I know that at the beginning of the Book of Mormon, there's that section on the different plates, and they describe what the, they are. But Nephi also talks about it, right? So, right. But what was your question? Which was the... What happened to the two sets of what records? The Church. large plates, when Nephi grew old, he gave those large plates to the next king, King Nephi II. And on those large plates, they kept a very intricate history of the Nephite people, and they continued to faithfully record on those plates. Those plates were passed down from king to king for many generations. So in Mormon, then, did he abridge them, or did he, are they just what we have? So we have a lot of the information from the large plates. We just don't have the first 300 years. Oh, is, is that part of the um, record that... When Joseph Smith started to translate the Book of Mormon... He started with the record of Lehi and then went to the record of Nephi. He recorded in great detail. He had 116 pages, which he had translated from the Book of Mormon. And what happened? Basically, <laughs> Martin kept on asking for to show it to people, to his wife, and he wanted to have the record, so he gave it to him, and, and Martin ended up losing the translation. With that, Joseph Smith was devastated that yeah. Martin Harris would do that. I'm sure Martin Harris was devastated. They were so heartsick over losing those 116 pages. Yeah. The Lord at that time told Joseph he was not permitted to continue translation, which must have broken his heart. Yeah. But eventually, God said, Okay, you've repented, and I forgive you. I now allow you to go on and translate again. Rather than going back to the book of Lehi and starting over, Joseph Smith went to the small plates of Nephi. Yeah. Let's talk about the small plates. It was years after the large plates were begun. In fact, this was after Lehi's death, after the Lamanites and Nephites had broken up, after Nephi had left the land of first inheritance and moved to the city that he now called the city of Nephi. And at that point, some 30 or more years after they had left Jerusalem, the Lord again commanded Nephi to make a second set of plates. These were called the small plates of Nephi. Yeah. In First Nephi chapter 9, verse 5, Nephi said, Wherefore the Lord hath commanded me to make these plates for a wise purpose in him. Which purpose I know not. But the Lord knoweth all things from the beginning. 
Nephi didn't know at that time that Martin Harris would lose those 116 pages. Thank goodness we have that additional record that Joseph Smith could turn to. And that's why God did that. He foresaw the time when those small plates would be required. What did God want on those small plates of Nephi? This was not a story of all their secular events and all the wars and things. He wanted the spiritual things. So this is where Nephi wrote any revelations that happened, as well as he wrote some of the things from Isaiah's writings, uh, I think because he felt like they were spiritual and they would benefit you know, future generations. He wrote about his own personal feelings about things and his revelations or thoughts on lots of different topics. We don't have, for that time period, all of the information recorded on the large plates of Nephi. As a result, we don't have the details about their harrowing ocean voyage. We don't have details about their landing on the shoreline in the Americas. We don't know details about the painstaking work it certainly took to build homes and design streets and construct the temple. We don't have details about the climate. Did it ever snow in this new promised land? We're not told. We also don't know about any possible encounters the children of Lehi might have had with other existing native people. All of that information was probably recorded on the large plates of Nephi. Instead, covering that same time period, we have the small plates of Nephi. On these small plates, Nephi didn't bother recording details of day-to-day trivia. He only wrote about the most spiritual aspects of his life. The revelations, the visions, the teachings about Christ. After all, why include other mundane information? To his way of thinking, those details were already recorded on the other set of plates. On his deathbed, Nephi had to decide what to do with his small plates. He'd already delivered the large plates to the new king. He finally decided to give these small plates of Nephi, not to the next Nephite king who would follow him, not to his sons or his daughters, not to his grandchildren. He ended up giving the small plates to his brother, Jacob. Jacob then took the plates and continued to record his thoughts. Then, as he grew old, he handed the plates down to his children. So what we have in the Book of Mormon today is not the record of the mighty kings, not the record of Nephi's children and grandchildren. We have the parallel record of Jacob and his descendants. I think he had a lot of confidence in Jacob to be a spiritual leader because he had seen Christ and he had had revelations and he was he he actually recorded his preachings to the people in, in his own writings and Jacob would you know be a good person to hand the, this record to. Right. It was not until Amalekai, who was a descendant of Jacob, filled up the small plates so there was no room left, and he took those small plates and gave them to King Benjamin. But the uh, small plates of Nephi were just from Nephi down to Amalekai, and that was the end of the small plates. I don't feel like we're missing that much, but we are missing, you know, some of those day-to-day things or uh, some of the histories of maybe there were some wars and things that we're missing. But honestly, the the good parts of the Book of Mormon are the spiritual parts, and so right. 
we're not missing those things. We're just missing some of the history. What do we gain by having the small plates? We gain all those spiritual things, all the revelations, and the best parts of the Book of Mormon. We wouldn't have those if we were just relying on the large plates. So they are very precious to us. Those small plates let you into the heart and mind of Nephi and of Jacob and on down through. I'm sure having the large plates would be a wonderful blessing in our lives. We could probably learn a lot more about what happened with Nephi and his family and everything. But um, I think God did know that the thing that was going to be really valuable to us today would be the spiritual writings and not as much those day-to-day things and the battles and everything. So he gave us what we needed. The thing that we were left without is the thing that we really don't need as much. That's right. We hope you've enjoyed this account from the Book of Mormon. Again, thanks for listening. Next time, we'll talk about a vision that Nephi had for seeing our day and the day of Joseph Smith. We hope you'll join us then. Until then, enjoy your reading.